I am Dario Hasenstab, Ivy Degree in International Affairs, and I'm here with Walter Hagwitz, a former university professor of mine, as well as an IR consultant. And together, we're bursting the Western bubble. Today, we're recording an introduction episode for the new season of the year 2023. Walter, are you excited for the new season? <laughs> very excited, Dario. Very good to be here with you again this year, and I look forward to recording many wonderful episodes. Many wonderful episodes for our many wonderful listeners. Um, but to the listeners who don't know us yet, uh, we're going to introduce ourselves one more time. As I mentioned, my name is Dario Hasenstab. I am a German by nationality, but I've lived in South Korea, the United States and Spain, where I also did my uh, undergrad's degree in international relations. Um, this is also where I met you as one of my uh, professors. And currently I'm completing my master's degree in international affairs at the Hertie School of Governance in Berlin. Boulder, uh, what do you do all day long? <laughs> well, um, one day a week I uh, teach, as you are very well aware. Uh, most of the rest of the days I analyze international relations, I analyze foreign policy, I advise on foreign policy, I write about these issues, and um, I record this podcast with you. Exactly. And where are you from? Uh, I, th I think that's uh, one of the questions that is really interesting and intriguing uh, for listeners, especially given that it might tell them something about our view of the world or not. Well, yeah, I, I grew up very much in a Western Judeo-Christian society, namely the Netherlands, um, where I lived for the first 18 years of my life and where my family is still uh, still lives. As when I was 18, I went to study in the United Kingdom, and since then I lived in various countries, but now I've been settled in Spain for quite a long time. So currently I'm speaking to you from Madrid. So in the new year, our podcast structure is going to remain the same, uh, except that there will be a few updates uh, to the, the amount of episodes we will publish. As last year, we will still continue to analyze a topic in international affairs through the lens of the Western bubble uh, once a week. These are our regular episodes. And Boulder, just to give the listeners a bit of an idea, what exactly do we do there? We analyze the Western bubble. And with that, we mean we analyze how people in the West, which is still a very dominant geopolitical force, how they perceive themselves and perceive their relationship with the world and specifically how often they are self-delusional in the way that they position themselves as representing a superior force in international relations, a superior system, because the West is supposedly liberal and democratic and free, and therefore they have a step up over countries such as China or Russia or Iran or any other non-liberal democratic Western country in the world. And that leads to an awful lot of really bad policymaking. It leads to an awful lot of destructive thinking about our place in the world. And we're trying to adjust that. Exactly. And I think it is important to mention that in these episodes, we are not necessarily talking about current affairs, about things that happened last week. Um, in these episodes, we are more looking at the macro topics, you know, what's the West doing with regards to China? What's the West doing with regards to the Iran nuclear deal? What is the Western media's reaction on Ukraine? So these are more overall macro topics. However, based a little bit on popular demand, um, we are adding um, so, some episodes to this year, which we will be calling our special episodes. And this is where we will react to uh, current events, um, 
events that are so strikingly within the Western bubble that we simply need to point it out. And these episodes are also going to be shorter. So while the regular episodes are anything between 45 and 60 minutes, these special episodes we're going to keep more within 15 to 20 minutes, simply reacting to the big developments uh, in international affairs. And of course, doing that in line with the broader conceptual framework that we put forward in those weekly standard episodes, right? It might also, by the way, be worth pointing out that in those standard episodes, we sometimes look at what is actually the Western bubble and sometimes what is the long-term consequence of that Western bubble, right? Those are two different conceptual questions. Where does it come from that your average person in the Netherlands or in Germany or in Spain has a certain delusion about their position and their role in the world? Um, That is one question. The other question is, okay, what does that delusion then mean for the rest of the world and for themselves? How is that actually a problem? I think a good way of thinking about what you just said is sometimes we look a lot more at history. Uh, So there were the two episodes on the rise and the second one on the fall uh, of US foreign policy. And sometimes we simply look at the consequences. So when it comes to the uh, nuclear deal, for an example. And how do we do this? Well, we, to our regular listeners, we have our well-known structure where we always answer the same four questions. What are the facts? Where we simply provide a very quick fact sheet um, on basically what is the topic about? Yes, exactly. What are the objective facts that are just out there? Uh, what is uh, what is the basis of, of our... Uh, episodes before we get into our own analysis and before we push our, if you like, Western bubble narrative. And then the second question we answer is, what is the bubble? Where we quickly outline how each topic is within the bubble. Exactly. So we've got this very big observation that I just uh, put forward. And then we apply that to a specific case, either, as you well pointed out, historical or a present situation. Uh, What is it exactly that is delusional or that is bubble thinking uh, from the policymakers or the population's perspective? And following this, we're answering the question, what is the problem? Or as we sometimes like to say, what is the damage? Where we very much look into okay, there is this delusion, but how is this delusion within the Western society causing problems? Well, yeah, exactly. We know that individuals um, delude themselves all the time, right? It's a way for us often to stay happy in, in, in dire times. You know, when, when, when things go wrong in life, you try to tell yourself stories about things not being that bad and all that. So it's one thing to say, look, here's a delusion, but that is not automatically the same as saying there's a problem. Um Yet what we see with the Western bubble, that very often this self-delusion that we have about the West actually translates into real destructive tendencies. And that's what we'll talk about in those segments. And after we worsened your mood for the day by talking about all these damages and all these problems that the Western bubble is causing, we're answering the last question. What now? And I think here it is important to point out that we are not necessarily providing a clear-cut solution or a template for how to solve these things, because that's not necessarily what we can do and what we should do, right? That's right. We discussed this in a previous episode in 2022. Uh, There is sometimes this tendency of people to think that when you critically analyze something, that then if you don't provide answers to how to make things better, 
you're not being constructive. You're just, you know, you're just literally being critical. You're just being negative about the state of something without actually saying what to do next. But what to do next very much depends on the perspective of who you're talking about. We are taking a broad perspective. We're looking at a society or a government or a set of governments. If those governments then want to know what they can do to readjust that bubble thinking, we'll happily consult with them, we'll happily talk to them, but it has to be from a specific actor's perspective. You can't just throw recommendations out there in general without a specific actor's framework in mind. That's why we critically analyze, and typically we don't necessarily offer solutions, but of course the idea is that our analysis helps the relevant actors to come up with solutions themselves. And these relevant actors, the way they can communicate with us is through the email address, thewesternbubble at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter um, in case any government would like to contact us via Twitter. And there feel free, all of our listeners, to submit a question of the week. That's the category where at the beginning of every episode, before fully analyzing each topic, we answer any questions that uh, you, our listeners, have come up with and submit it either via Twitter or through the email account within five to six, seven minutes. And we will hopefully provide a satisfying answer to your question. This is, by the way, pretty neat, Dario, because I only just now realized after doing this for, what is it, eight months with you, that really here we're advertising our consultancy services to governments. Uh, this is the first time that this has come up. So governments, please, you know, um, please, please send us requests to consult for you and we'll happily come over. And now that you've heard the structure we're following, um, it is about time to actually explain why we call it the Western bubble and what is even the Western bubble. And here, let's start with the first word. What is the West? Um, Balder, I said this in our original um, introduction episode. I think it started in 1648 with the Treaty of Westphalia, right? Is this the first time we can more or less talk about the West as a concept, Balder? Well, yeah, which was roughly at the same time that uh, the Renaissance started turning into Enlightenment thinking slowly over time. Um, 1648 was the time that Catholics and Protestants discovered that they couldn't keep on fighting between each other in Western Europe. It was also the time that Europe was very actively had started to colonize large parts of the rest of the world. Uh, this was the beginning of European dominance for two, three hundred years on the on the world stage. The Westphalian system that came out of this piece of Westphalia was uh, one where nation states have, at least theoretically, sovereignty over their territory, but it was very much a European invention, and it was the was a European system, therefore, that then spread throughout the world through colonization and European dominance, and it became sort of the pillar of Western thinking where European nations and later, if you like, North American nations uh, actually decided that their model, their internal uh, model, as well as their external behavior was sort of the gold standard of international relations. If you were uh, following the European model of democratization, of increased liberalism that spread in the 17th, 18th, 19th, and then 20th centuries, if you followed the European way of thinking, the Enlightenment way of thinking, then you were at the peak of human 
potential. And if you didn't follow that path, somehow you were behind. And that is still very much a type of thinking that exists now in 2023. So now in 2023, what countries are we including in the West? So I assume most European countries uh, are included here. I'm saying most because there's not a clear-cut border with regards to what Europe is. Um, but so I would say anyone, anyone within the European Union. I would say North America is part of it. There's already a question about Mexico, potentially. And then what other countries are involved in the West? Well, this is one of those typical issues where it's not strictly defined, right? So you can't draw hard lines. And very often at the geopolitical level, we include obviously countries such as uh, Australia, South Korea, Japan, they follow a similar pattern that is sort of approved, has the seal of approval from, if you like, the traditional European way of thinking. Uh, There are more countries in the world that that potentially follow that pattern, but it is not a very well um, defined issue. However, from our podcast perspective, we are mostly interested in that core of Western thinking, right? We are interested in the arrogance and the delusion that exists within, if you like, Western European society, the Netherlands, uh, France, Germany, the United Kingdom, and the United States as a successor state to those European powers of old. And so based on this, who's then not included in the West? I'm assuming China, Russia, uh, North Korea is a good one to bring up. Uh, How about Iran? So I think that there's a set of countries that are clearly not included in this. Exactly. And and those are the countries where you can most easily see the problematic nature of the Western bubble, because you see the West rejecting those countries as not fulfilling the criteria that they set themselves for humanity and therefore behaving in very destructive ways towards those countries, rather than accepting that not everyone needs to be like Switzerland. Um, They almost automatically reject the behavior of those kinds of countries, except when you're, for example, Saudi Arabia, because then you've got a lot of oil and money, and then we sort of close our eyes, right? Um, So essentially, our podcast is a tale of two cities, where one city where the West somehow believes it to be objectively superior to the other city, namely the authoritarian regimes you just mentioned. And these objective criteria that I'm going to put here in big quotation marks now, what are those? So we're talking about democracy. What else is included there? Well, that's a really interesting question. And again, it's not that easy to answer because um, how do you define democracy, right? Uh, Often communist systems call themselves democratic as well. Uh, Often in the West, we pretend that as long as a country has elections that are more or less free, then it is, uh, you know, then it is one of us, which is, of course, not how it works. Uh, The criteria essentially are, do you play the Western game? Do you uh, at least pretend to have these elections? Do you at least pretend to have a certain level of liberalism and freedom? Do you oppose Western global dynamics or not? So essentially, are you one of the good guys? Do you understand that we, the West, are superior and therefore that you want to become like us? Or do you reject our model? And if if you reject our model, then you are our enemy. That kind of thinking. 
Exactly. Throughout the last, I think it's been 25 episodes we recorded last year, the main theme for me as of what is what is the bubble is this thinking that everyone ultimately is going to be like us and wants to become like us, is wants to live in exactly the way that we have set out to live. And over this, and these are usually the damages we talk about, having bad foreign policy, but also forgetting or overseeing problems domestically, you know, that the Western system might not be the superior one to deal with every type of problem within your society. Exactly. I keep on repeating also to my students at university um, that we very easily brush over the fact that China, for all its authoritarianism and all the things that might be wrong with China, I mean, depending on who is judging, um, they have managed to lift hundreds of millions of people out of extreme poverty to middle class standards of living. That is a huge accomplishment. However you look at morality, surely it's a moral thing to make sure that people can send their children to school, that people don't have to worry about having food on the table every day, that people can get reasonable health care. And China has achieved that. And yet that fact, hundreds of millions of people enjoying those benefits often gets completely ignored because China is not democratic and free and liberal. And I think that this is a great moment to end this season's trailer. If you have any questions, comments or regards, make sure to send us an email to thewesternbubble at gmail.com and we will try to incorporate them in our following episodes. Thank you very much to the listeners for joining us today. Make sure you join us again next week when we burst the Western bubble. That is it from my side. Balder, as always, which closing quote did you pick for us today? Uh, this is a quote by Kapuczynski, the famous Polish author. And um, even though I think we can ask some questions about what he means exactly by elite, maybe at some point we can do an episode about the elite thinking, which is very common these days. Um, this quote is still relevant to our podcast, I would say. It goes... There is a lack of critical assessment of the past, but you have to understand that the current ruling elite is actually the old ruling elite, so they are incapable of a self-critical approach to the past. Mm-hmm.